Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And so the brat diet that's feeding your baby bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast, while historically it's been recommended for treating diarrhea, there's definitely no research supporting that that's effective, can actually be dangerous. Instead, we need to be exploring the underlying cause of the actual diarrhea. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are looking closely at the BRAT diet for babies with diarrhea. Now the BRAT diet, if you've never heard of it, it's an acronym that stands for bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. And it's a therapeutic diet that historically had been recommended for people who have diarrhea, including babies. But does it work and should we be doing a diet like this for our babies if and when they have diarrhea? That's what I'm looking to explore in today's episode. Now, before we get started, the BRAT diet, just from like a little bit of a historical perspective, has been around since the 1920s. It is today, however, not recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics, as well as a number of other health bodies, because it does not satisfy the nutrient requirements for a growing baby. So the theory behind the BRAT diet was that by consuming only these bland, easy to digest foods, people could reduce the symptoms of a stomach illness, things like nausea or diarrhea or vomiting. Sometimes when babies have diarrhea, they might hear 
online, hear from other resources, even pediatricians sometimes do still recommend the BRAT diet. And so the conventional practice had been to not give, you know, typical foods to a child or a baby, and then only give bananas, rice, applesauce, or toast until the diarrhea resolved. So if we look at nutrition recommendations and evidence across the board, nutrition professionals recommend against restrictive diets, just like the American Academy of Pediatric, because the BRAT diet, there's no evidence indicating that they're necessary during acute diarrheal illness. However, there are some clinicians that will recommend a progression of starchy carbohydrates, so cereals and breads and low-fat meats, and then layering in some vegetables and fruits. And the, the goal with that progression is to limit large amounts of what we call hyperosmotic carbohydrates. And these are foods that may be maldigested or malabsorbed that stimulate the secretion of a lot of fluids and that may speed the rate of transit through the gut, which is something we definitely don't want to do if the individual already has diarrhea. When looking at the safety of the BRAT diet, it's thought that following this for a limited amount of time would probably not cause harm, but we do want to stress that it shouldn't be used long-term because of course it can lead to malnutrition and not enough calories due to the inadequate intake of nutrients and calories. So if brat foods are like a usual part of your child's diet, then you can continue to offer them alongside other foods. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. And when we're looking at diarrhea, it's important for parents not just to be focusing on what foods do we feed, but what's the underlying cause of diarrhea. So diarrhea is generally defined as having three or more watery or loose stools in 24 hours. Now the cause can be acute, like a virus is the most common cause, a bacteria, a less common cause, giardia, which in certain parts of the world can be commonplace, is actually more likely in childcare centers. There can also be antibiotic diarrhea because certain antibiotics can cause diarrhea. So we want to look at the cause of the acute diarrhea. Okay. Now, if there's recurrent diarrhea, there can be a number of causes if your child is continually experiencing this. And in many cases, it may be a cow's milk allergy or lactose intolerance. Now, lactose intolerance is certainly not as commonplace in children as it is in adults, but we should note that most children who have diarrhea can tolerate milk or formula well. Okay, the diarrhea is oftentimes associated with a reduction in intestinal lactase. That's the enzyme required to break down lactose, which is milk sugar. The change is not clinically significant, like eliminating dairy in about 80% or more of the patients. So this notion that if you have diarrhea, you should stop all dairy products. We also don't know whether or not that is true. 
Diarrhea in young children certainly can be life-threatening. There's an increased risk of very rapid dehydration. So if that bout of loose, watery stools lasts more than a day in your baby, there is a risk of dehydration because of the loss of these essential fluids. So you don't want to go trying to treat the diarrhea with some therapeutic diet if you truly don't understand the reason why the baby has the underlying diarrhea. So mild diarrhea, which a lot of our babies will experience, it's uncomfortable, but usually not dangerous. The baby can continue to drink fluids and eat a regular diet. In some cultures, there are home remedies that may be used for diarrhea, like boiled milk or rice water or sports drinks. You just want to analyze, ensure that they're safe, first of all, and then also that they don't have any added sugar, because of course, we don't feed added sugar to babies. And added sugar in the diet can actually exacerbate the diarrhea. Okay, so if you were to treat a baby's diarrhea or a small child's diarrhea using ingredients that have a lot of sugar, like juices or cookies or cakes or sodas, that actually can contribute to the diarrhea by pulling more fluid into the intestines, which is what we don't want to do. So what do we want to do if the child has diarrhea? Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics reminds us that most children with mild diarrhea can continue to eat a normal diet that includes formula or milk. If mom is breastfeeding, keep on doing so. If you do notice that your child is seeming to be more gassy or bloated after having foods that contain cow's milk, it might be beneficial if this is a recurrent problem with the diarrhea and the GI distress to start looking into possible cow's milk protein allergy. Now, you don't need special fluids for mild illness, but children who do have moderate diarrhea may be in need of electrolyte solutions that can help replace the water and the salts during diarrhea. But it's important to note we should not be preparing these at home because the wrong ratio of salts and sugars can be dangerous. So you do always want to consult with your pediatrician. Now, as far as what sort of foods to feed, there are clinical studies that show that most babies will tolerate complex carbohydrates, meaning not the simple sugars. So don't go pumping your baby's guts full of refined sugar, but we look at the more complex carbohydrates, okay? Rice, wheat, potatoes, breads, cereals, fruits, vegetables. And the brat diet, it's kind of like a retro thing that was much more popular in the, I would say the earlier and mid part of the 20th century. There's not any actual recent clinical trials looking at whether or not it is effective. So people kind of use it across the board because for a short period of time, it doesn't seem to be harmful. But do remember that you don't want to have your baby sticking to just four foods, banana, rice, applesauce, and toast for any significant period of time because it is inadequate in nutrition. Now, there are some cool studies where researchers have investigated like the potential roles of some of the components of the BRAT diet, particularly bananas and rice. So there's one review article from 2019 that found that green banana pulp may reduce both diarrhea and constipation in children, which is kind of ironic because those are opposite problems, right? There's another study from 2016 that showed that rice in the form of a soup could effectively treat diarrhea in children who consumed it along with a prescribed oral rehydration solution. So again, it is important that if your child is dehydrated enough or ill enough to require an oral rehydration solution that it's being done under the guidance of the primary care practitioner or the pediatrician. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Hey, so what's the takeaway message? If your baby has diarrhea, let's look at the underlying cause of the diarrhea. If the diarrhea appears to be lasting for longer than a day, we certainly would want to consult the pediatrician. You don't need to go making all sorts of adjustments to the baby's diet and just feeding the baby banana, rice, applesauce, or toast for any significant period of time would be nutritionally inadequate and is not recommended. Now, if you guys are looking for more information about kind of the gut-related stuff, I have two other resources for you I want to recommend. I did an interview episode with James and Dahlia Marin. They're two registered dietitians that are on social at Married to Health, and they specialize in gut and intestinal health. In that episode, we were talking about probiotics. So for some babies that have maybe had prolonged use of antibiotics for an underlying medical condition, in some cases, probiotic use may be indicated for their intestinal health. That's episode 108. So if you go to blwpodcast.com slash 108, you can hear the episode about probiotics, should your baby be taking probiotics with James and Dahlia Marin. I also have a blog post called Help My Baby is Constipated. And you might be like, I came here to learn about diarrhea. Why would I want to read a blog post about constipation? But in that blog post, I'm talking about when you would want to be concerned about either your baby's constipation and then what you can do if they have diarrhea as well. So also inside of that post, there is a recipe for a homemade apple prune puree that if your baby is constipated, you could give to kind of get things going. And we do that with baby led weaning on a pre-loaded spoon because we don't feed babies sticky fruits like prunes, but you can make them safe by making it into a puree and offering it on a pre-loaded spoon. But if your baby has diarrhea, you wouldn't want to give a food like prunes or pears, for example. Those foods contain sorbitol, which is a natural sugar alcohol. It acts as a laxative in the gut, which kind of moves things along even quicker. Again, something we want to stay away from if the baby does have diarrhea. And for those of you just getting started on solid foods, if you want to learn more about giving your baby a safe start to solid foods, as well as a few of the things that you know might go a little bit wrong in the first few days of feeding, I have a quick start guide to baby led weaning you just might want to check out. It's a 16-page ebook jam-packed with everything you need to get a safe start to solid foods. I do a whole nutrient deep dive in there so you'll never wonder if your baby's getting enough of the important nutrients like iron and zinc. And I'm also sharing some ideas about seasoning your baby's food without salt. Because sometimes you think, oh, with diarrhea, we need to feed all these bland foods. That's not necessarily the case. Babies don't have to eat bland foods but we don't wanna be giving babies added salt. So I have a salt-free seasoning guide and tons of tips in there, including my like most favorite recipe for this savory salt-free seasoning. I put it on all sorts of proteins and all sorts of vegetables for babies. Again, that's all inside of the Quick Start Guide to Baby Led Weaning. And I'll link that up on the show notes for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 115. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.